Yes, hello again to the Sustainability Podcast. This is Suraj Bhatia. I have a special guest today with me, Lindsay Drogan. Uh, she's a director at the New York Green Bank, and it'd be very interesting to see her perspective on what exactly the Green Bank does in the area of sustainability and energy transition. So welcome, Lindsay. Uh, if you could give us a little background about yourself. Uh, yes, um, I used to work for Surge. And I was an investment banker in the Japanese um, banking world for over 20 years. Got interested in uh, the energy, clean energy transition from being an oil and gas banker through the NYU Energy Certificate Program, which I obtained in 2016. Realized that, uh oh. Um, we better transition to clean energy or we're in very big trouble. And as I had mentioned to you, Suraj, um, at this time, I began to realize that I was actually witnessing with my eyes. I'm a native New Yorker, the Hudson River getting higher and higher in its bank. And this was uh, fairly disturbing to me. When I realized that I wasn't in denial about it, I Googled um, various sites and saw, yes, the Hudson River is getting higher year by year. And um, I saw that there are conferences uh, because for municipal planners, because the Hudson Estuary is now tidal 150 miles north of New York City, whereas it used to be only tidal 30 miles north. And um, municipalities have to plan for uh, flooding that they weren't designed to take. So um, climate change for me is real and the New York Green Bank is really at the forefront in New York State trying to implement as much clean energy and related sustainable infrastructure as we can through financing eligible projects uh, as fast as we can. Thanks. Yeah, so um, yeah, Green Bank, as the name suggests, uh, very interesting. but uh, you know it's green and then bank so can you tell us a little bit about the origins of the green bank what exactly its mission is and how it uh, enhances uh, the, the the program of uh, going green and transition in the field of energy and uh, power sure um, the new york green bank is a misnomer we do have an official letter to use the word bank but we are not a bank we are a state-sponsored fund that exists to invest in clean energy and related sustainable infrastructure um, that is part of the clean energy, $5 billion clean energy fund of New York State. And we were capitalized with a billion dollars back in 2014, I believe. The Green Bank was established to help the catalytic finance for the energy transition to clean energy in New York State by financing projects using the tools of project finance to um, seed the clean energy transition in New York State. Um, Right now, think of us as a private equity fund with only New York State rate hold paying rate utility rate holders, wait, utility rate payers as the only limited partners in the fund. We have a website, a portal, anyone can submit an application to get financing from the New York Green Bank, but it has to meet our criteria, which is to be catalytic finance, mainly on the debt side, but we have done some equity investments. 
for the clean energy transition. We are looking to fulfill the goals of the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act of 2019. Anyone who finds the our website, you can find the portal to submit an application. We will score it. We will consider it if it meets our criteria. We will try and negotiate a term sheet and then see about, you know, getting the financing happening. Is there a goal for percent in percentage terms for how much you want uh, New York State to uh, become renewable and how much of the old uh, fossils you want to get rid of? Absolutely. According to the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act, which is our marching orders right now, um, the New York State grid should be 70% um, renewable by 2030 and uh, by 2040, we should be um, 100% clean energy. And we are have specific gigawatt um, statewide goals of six gigawatts of new community uh, solar by 2025, three gigawatts of new energy storage by 2030, and nine gigawatts of wind, particularly offshore wind by 2035. So the New York Green Bank is financing using the tools of project finance, the structures of project finance, projects that will help achieve those goals and related goals. And anything we do has to have measurable greenhouse gas emission reductions in New York State and be one of the 70 eligible technologies that are on our website. Natural gas is not an, an eligible technology. If somebody has a project involving natural gas that will, uh, fossil natural gas that will reduce greenhouse gas emissions in New York State, it won't pass muster. But if it's renewable natural gas coming from um, a the um, decomposition of a landfill that would be eligible. Hmm. So between the various sources talked about uh, solar, wind, uh, geothermal, hydro, uh, which of these uh, have the uh, most chances in New York State? Well, we get a lot of um, hydro from Canada. Hmm. And the problem with the hydro from Canada is lack of transmission. So if certain transmission lines are built from Canada, we can have huge quantities of hydro coming down from Canada. Um, offshore wind, the green, um, nice, the New York Green Bank is part of NYSERDA, the New York State Energy and Research Development Authority. All the ratepayers, utility ratepayers of New York State, um, contribute to NYSERDA's current year funds when they pay their monthly utility bill. So see the word NYSERDA, um, and we're uh, a division of New York Green Bank is a division of NYSERDA. So NYSERDA has contracted for two offshore wind projects, um, Empire State One, actually more than that, three right now. And um, some participants are Equinor, British Petroleum, um, for example, and these projects right now we have contracted the offshore wind projects enough 
we say, to power 2 million homes in New York State, and they are expected to be um, built up and running within the next four years. We, it, it's mind boggled me to me to think about these wind projects. The um, turbines are 85 star, the, the structure, the pole is 85 stories tall and each blade is almost the size of an entire football length of a football field, American football field. It's, it's, and the farms contracted so far, offshore wind farms, um, cover 126,000 acres in the waters off of Long Island in New York City. So um, nonetheless, it is believed that ultimately solar is going to be the most prevalent technology but that might take longer to get into place because you can really have solar um, everywhere and the entire grid needs to be completely upgraded to being a smart grid where we have prosumers rather than consumers because um, you can one time of the day be sending energy to the grid and another time of the day be using energy from the grid, um, the same entity. So the transmission system and the wiring system has to be set up for that two-way exchange of electricity. So um, even down to the residential level, people who have batteries in their cars, um, if the batteries are fully charged, they may want to, if they can, sell some electricity to the grid during the night um, so that they can uh, lower their overall energy bills. Yeah, let, let's talk about offshore wind for a second. There's been a lot of controversy from the environmentalists about even simple things like obstruction of view or uh, uh, other issues relating to construction. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, is that a good thing overall or are we going to uh, you know, get into another zone of uh, of creating issues with the ocean, for example, or tampering with uh, with ocean life. Um, this is Lindsay. Anything I say is Lindsay Drogan speaking as an individual, not as a representative of the New York Green Bank Board. And I sort of these are my thoughts that I am personally sharing with you, um, Surge. Um, the industrialized application of fossil fuels has changed the earth. The industrialized adaptation of offshore wind is also going to change the earth. And regrettably, there will be winners and losers. Um, do I think that wind turbines kill birds? Yes. Yeah. So um, is there uh, any conversation on uh, nuclear coming back into the mix that you know of? I think that I hear aspirationally um, people talking about smaller nu modular nuclear generation in this two-way grid structure, but it's... Um, I don't, I'm not aware of any projects that are actually in, in testing mode right now, let alone ones that are financeable from a commercial perspective. Um, again, this is Lindsay Drogan speaking. My comment about birds was Lindsay Drogan speaking, not NYSERDA or New York State or Green Bank speaking. Um, I don't 
personally believe that we have solved the issue of storing nuclear waste, nor do I believe that we have solved uh, security issues just in terms of um, people who have bad agendas doing bad things. So I believe that given the favorable opportunity to put economically viable wind, hydro, and solar to work, why not? And then pairing it with massive amounts of energy storage because, you know, the, the three gigawatt goal of energy storage to finance by 2030 is really too small. Um, that's what was being thought when the build was uh, written in 2019. The whole key to adaptation of solar and wind is which are intermittent generating resources. The sun goes down at night and cloud cover changes the amount of solar generated. The wind blows at different speeds or not at all sometimes. So we need batteries, but not just the short duration, four hour batteries that are going in a lot of places. We need long duration battery solutions, um, ideally holistic ones that are not going to mess up the environment. So there's a lot of work that's being done in that area. There are a lot of uh, long duration projects that are actually getting uh, financed now. The problem is the costs are still too high and they need to come down. Because the whole point about the energy transition is that it's got to be economically viable and it's got to be cheaper than the fossil fuel resources that it's displacing. Now, the problem with the fossil fuel resources is that they are not being charged for the cost society is paying for how they're dirtying up our atmosphere, changing our climate, and um, making things very difficult for many forms of life, including human beings on this planet. Lindsay Drogan, uh, I thank you for sharing your views and uh, explaining how the Green Bank works and what its visions are in New York State. I am assuming, although I'm not sure, there might be similar endeavors in other states as well. And uh, collectively, we will all be able to uh, make a noticeable, noticeable difference. One last comment. There is a bill in Congress to establish national $100 billion United States Green Bank, um, <laughs> which would be modeled on the Green, New York Green Bank model. New York Green Bank has done so much with the billion dollars in capitalization. Can you imagine what a great United States Green Bank would do with $100 billion? <laughs> yeah. So that'll be federally mandated. So that's uh, that's very exciting. If if when will that uh, going to uh, be going to fruition? Do you think? Well, the bill um, has been submitted. It's in Congress. Yeah. The Biden administration says that infrastructure is next. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I hope this year. Yes, excellent. We all uh, look forward to that. So thank you once again. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Suraj Bhatia signing off uh, uh, from this episode. Uh, thank you and namaste.